Foundation Physiotherapy and Ballistic Sports presents Out of the Park with Barry Davis. Follow Ballistic on Twitter at Ballistic underscore sports. This week, Joe Biagini brings a little joy to all our lives. I haven't had my uh, fruit yet today, so I'm going to have some uh, mandarins, um, mm. which I'm sure you'll be enjoying, me enjoying. Um, and just like Joe Biagini, a man who brings joy and needs no introduction, here's Barry Davis. Ha! Hang on a second. You introduced me. You said I need no introduction, and then you went and introduced me anyways. What can I tell you, Barry? I'm a redundant sort of guy. If that's very useful in COVID times, right? Better to wash your hands once too often. Well, this is true. <laughs> this is absolutely true. Uh, anything you or I do on this program... Uh, would not be considered even remotely funny or silly compared to the guests that we are going to have on our show today. <laughs> and what a treat. And, and for the first time, Joe's been on the show a few times before, but for the first time, we got video. We are on Zoom with Joe Biagini. Yep. And we also had four of our OTP insiders joining in. And we're going to talk a little bit about that later on the show. It's phenomenal. You're going to absolutely love the audio, and, and the video is even better. So I will tell you how you can tune into that. Uh, we will have a poll. We got two weeks in a row, Tom. We remembered to do a poll. We did. We did. Uh, ask Barry Davis we're going to put on hold this week yep. because we do have such a lengthy conversation with Joe Biagini. Yep. Okay? Yep. Uh, up next, though, uh, well, uh, it, it, speaking of the poll, we're going to get into a little bit of it between us. There is Tom Forth on Barry Davis, and this is out of the park ladies and gentlemen girls and boys the first pitch with barry davis well thomas uh before we get to a little little rant i want to go on regarding uh some events that took place during the course of this past week i want to talk a little bit about the whole uh trevor bauer situation i'm not going to reveal what the results were but we did ask about trevor bauer it's going to be at the end of the show, and you and I won't really have a chance to get into it. So I want to get into it now. And okay. there are many Blue Jay fans out there that are thinking that, that you know, they missed out on a, a great pitcher. Like, you know, this guy's the Cy Young Award winner, yada, yada, yada. First of all, take his personality right out of the equation. Yep. This guy's been an average pitcher throughout his career. He's yep. been good. You know, maybe a number two or three statistically identical to Robbie Ray the last three years. And, and what does that tell you? And then look at the money that Bingo. he just signed for. Real, like I don't understand why anyone would have a problem with the Blue Jays saying no thank you on this because it, it, it's just it's a ridiculous deal. He's not worth the money. There are other pitchers out there that can give you just as much, if not more. But to me... You cannot overlook the off-the-field issues and what he would bring into that clubhouse of young players. Yeah, it's and, and it's such a toxic media environment right now. And, and you're seeing it, I mean, you're seeing it in the comments on all the articles that are being written about this entire debacle from the, you know, the fake signing with the Mets to now going to the Dodgers. And, and you know, we don't, 
do we really want that as fans? Like, we've got enough to worry about with the season, right? I don't want to spend time worrying about the behavioral issues or the tweets of one of the pitchers. I want to, I want to spend time worrying about the strikeouts they're getting. I, I agree 100%. And knowing some of the things that he has been accused of doing, and I, I don't, I can't put myself and say, I know. I haven't read enough. I don't know what the facts mm-hmm. are. I just know that there are accusations about his poor treatment uh, towards women. And if, if any of that is true to me, that's reason enough to not want this guy here. Yeah, I haven't, I haven't seen any, anything on it in detail. So I don't even want to, I don't even want to mention it. I, I, if there are accusations out there before I could comment on them, I'd have to, I'd have to learn about them. But again, you know, as a selfish baseball fan, is that what we want to spend time talking about this year? Right. I'm happy right. he's not here. As am I. As am I. Okay, mm-hmm. this past week uh, was a, a pretty bad one for anyone who works in the media. Uh, Bell decided to cut 200 jobs. Mm-hmm. In the midst of a pandemic, literally a week after their big Bell Let's Talk campaign, and also after having been given a subsidy from the government to make up for what losses may have occurred. For what we saw, and, and this is just the latest, Tom. Mm-hmm. You know, Rogers has done that, the same thing at Sportsnet, person after person, talented person after person, you know, finding themselves out of work. And not because of talent, but because they make too much money, maybe. Maybe they're getting a little bit too old for what they're looking for. Mm-hmm. But I can tell you one thing. You can make an all-star team of broadcasters that are now unemployed. Yeah. And and the great thing is with the you know, the substantive reporting that's been happening on mainstream Canadian media lately, you know, I, I think the most talent out there right now is currently unemployed. Yeah. And 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 the best stories right now that are being told in Canada and the Canadian media are not being told by the CBC. They're not being told by Bell affiliates or Rogers. They're telling all the same five stories. It's the independents. It's and folks like so us. They, yeah. Right? I mean not 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 to toot our own horn, but you know, we provide something that no one else is providing right now. And the fact that you can, as a listener and viewer, sit in with one of the players. Yep. Right? Yep. To, and listen, I have a 20-year-old son. He does not watch TV. He does not listen to the radio. Everything, everything is online. Mm-hmm. Right? Anything he wants to watch, it's YouTube or whatever, you know, streaming services. I know so many people that have given up their cable because of streaming services. So wouldn't it be nice and if Netflix or Amazon Prime, you're watching or listening, hey, wouldn't we make a cool show? I think if we, I've always said, if we can get this show out to more people, yep. expose it to more people, we can bring in more listeners. And I know a lot of you are listening, probably never listened to the show before. No, and that's, you know, it's it's interesting about what's coming down in the media industry right now. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, it really does seem that we're at a crossroads. And... And I love this show. I, I, I love what we're doing every single week, precisely because it's not what has been getting shown and showcased in mainstream media right now. We are deeper. We do get into great conversations, you know, about not just baseball, but about life and about, you know, making people better, making the world better. And and 
you know, I feel every week we do th- shows that are bigger than what is being handled in the mainstream. Well, you and wrote something to me. You texted something to me about that. And do you remember yeah. what it was? Go ahead and say it. Share that. Um, I said, you know, when, when you texted me, let's see if I, if I can phrase this correctly you texted me about the about the 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 round of cuts one of the rounds of cuts that bell hacked out this week and you said you know you hoped that this might be a turnaround in the industry this might be bell or rogers you know maybe trying to get more in touch with people because they have been increasingly out of touch with what's going on and I said, you know, I, I, that sounds like that sounds great. It would be great, I think, if if, if shows like ours uh, got a little bit more, you know, acknowledgement out there or or access to to the market. But you know, these moves don't don't smack of that. These moves smack of removing the personality that was left in broadcasting. Yeah, you know, taking because if you're a corporation, you know. You don't want Jay on, right? He costs a lot of money, right? And and he has hot takes, sure, right? And and but you know what? Why Another do you think dude... Jay? Why do you think Jay kept the job, and Dan didn't? <sighs> that again, you know what? Maybe Jay has a co- better contract. Maybe he had some kind of guarantee. Maybe he he tested better with certain marketplace groups. Possibly, yeah. You know what? I've been in that industry. I it, it all comes down to to bottom line and dollar, right? Mm. And I know they, Jay and Dan had taken their their show to the states, and they, they were, were huge on, Fox. on ESPN. Was it ESPN yeah. or Fox? Fox, I believe it was Fox. Fox. Whatever it was, but then they got canceled. Yep. And TSN, like you know, because there was going to be a bidding war, I'm sure, Sportsnet or TSN, and TS. So the TSN wanted these guys. Mm-hmm. So I am sure that you know. Maybe Jay, because he had a higher profile, may have had a, a clause in his contract. Who knows? Who knows? Yeah. But the but the bottom line is, it, it it used to be about talent, hardworking, good people. Yeah. And you know, this past week, you know, Claude Fig, Barb DeGiulio, Jim Richards, uh, you know, and more night with CTV. And was yeah, one that, and that Warner- really, I watched him give the weather for how long? And yeah, but. Like, let's face it, right? And, and I hate to sound like a cynical person, but Rogers and Bell, they're corporations. They don't care about, you know, they care about the bottom line. Mm-hmm. And and if they have decided to bite on a package of delivering media that, you know, has certain cost structures in it, you know, if personality is something that they've deemed is not necessarily important, why would they pay more for it? Yeah. They want to, you know, if how many people out there want to be newscasters and if you can get a bright shiny smiley face, right? That's that's the one thing that's really struck home to me today uh, in particular seeing on Twitter people talking about the the lack of mentorship that's going to happen because all of these veteran voices are taken out. And so the mm-hmm. whole new generation, who are they learning from? Yeah. It's true. And, and you know, it, it it's kind of the same thing that's going on in pro sports. Right, mm-hmm. where the veteran thirty-two, thirty-four-year-olds are all of a sudden expendable, and it's just if, a team of, of young players that are efficient. Don't have efficiency. any to lead them. Yeah. Right. Yeah, and and we're losing the intangibles, not mm-hmm. just not just in sports, but yeah, in broadcasting and life. <laughs> I wanted to clear something up that uh, you know when when I posted about starting 
my new job uh, at Rexdale Hyundai with uh, Superfan mm-hmm. Navbatja. Uh, you know, a few people had posted like, I still can't believe Sportsnet let him go. And, you know, and someone else, yeah, why was he fired and such? And, and I know anyone who's been listening to this podcast since day one uh, will know that I have addressed this before. Mm-hmm. So, but a lot of people haven't been listening and they're just joined in. So, uh, you're going to hear it right now, folks. And and the fact is, mm-hmm. uh, I was not fired from Sportsnet. I didn't really quit Sportsnet either. Basically, at the end of the 2016 season, uh, after an, another incredible run into the postseason and just some wonderful memories, uh, best ratings they've ever had on the broadcast, as you should say, uh, yep. I was told uh, in January that they were going to go in a different direction with the broadcast, that I was no longer going to be a part of the team's broadcast. Uh, they did offer me another assignment. I don't know what that assignment was, but I was given the option to stay uh, in a different capacity. Mm-hmm. And after weighing out my options and seeing you know, where my life was headed at that point, I decided that I was going to part ways. So it was a mutual parting. Mm-hmm. And I get asked all the time, do I regret it? And I miss being on the field, being at the ballpark every day and, and talking to the players. I miss being able to have a platform where you have, you know, over a million people watching and myself as that reporter being able to allow myself into their homes and make that connection and I've always tried to be that in between from the player to the fan to give you know the fans that experience so for me I I thought that you know that's what I do and I that's the part I miss more than anything and that's the part that I still don't know uh, why at that time the decision was made to not have me stay with the, the Blue Jay broadcast well I'm going to be the cynical guy because, I mean, Barry, our entire connection came because I was a fan of yours. Yeah. And I've been a fan of a few sportscasters over the years. Um, and it's always been one word that drew me towards people. And it was, it was, you know, it's the one word that I think defined you as a broadcaster. And, and as I, and, and I know that now, because as I got to know you, as I've gotten to see you through the eyes of the people that we talk to every week. Can I take and, a guess at the word? Yeah, go for it. Um, idiot. <laughs> Close. It's the same amount of syllables. Authentic. Oh. Authentic. Oh, yes, I'm an authentic idiot. Tom, what I, you know? Hey, but but there was a level of personality that you brought to your broadcast that you brought to that, and, and that connection was palpable between you and the players that you covered, you and the issues that you covered. You cared about what you were talking about. And that bled through in everything that you did. And I am so scared to live in a media landscape where people covering sports, people covering the news, people covering anything that matters in their lives don't have that Mm -hmm. because they're reading a script because they're following, you know, bells, you know, behavioral guidelines and, and, you know, that scares me. And, and I hope that's not what we're moving towards here. I hope that's not what these cuts are about. And I, my heart goes out to each and every one of them because I've been there. And mm-hmm. I, at the time, thought, okay, well, I can do the whole podcast route. 
But unfortunately, you don't make a living doing a podcast. In fact, we're not making you know, hardly like nothing, you know, really, yep. uh, you know, a little bit, you know, sponsor wise and a little bit from our members. But this is not, you know, a mortgage payment that we're getting. For this is a labor of show. love. We do this because we love doing it. Right. Yeah. And, and for anyone who is in that position that is finding themselves out of work and their thought, well, I'll get a podcast going. Awesome. I mean, do it if it makes you feel good. But you're going to have to probably get another job. And <laughs> for for those of us who spent 25 years in, in broadcasting, we did not have a job. Right. We had a job to do, but we didn't have a job, quote unquote. We loved what we got to do. You know, we get excited about going to work, right? So it, it's, it, it, it was very strange for me to have to get back into the working world because I did work. I worked in a factory for years before I got into, into you know, radio and TV. Mm-hmm. But I'd forgotten about what it is to put in a hard day's work. And I, I hate when people feel ashamed or you know that oh i used to be here but now i'm here right kind yeah. of thing no you know what i'm i'm happier than i've ever been in my life i love my new gig uh, with nav and i love being able to do this with you in sessions and and hopefully music again soon well that's exactly it and i think that's part of the change uh, you know that, that's happening for better or worse in this society because you know if you wanted to be a broadcaster 30 years ago, hey, good for you. Okay, you know, maybe go to school. Maybe not even. Maybe, you know, court, you know, do a little community uh, radio and then boom, you, you get yourself a job. 20 years ago is a little harder, right? You had to go to you had yep. to go to George Brown, you had to go to, you know, Humber and and you had to you had to excel a little bit. Now, you know, I, I saw 680 news uh putting out an advertisement for uh, for nine-year-old newscasters to do the weather so you got to start at, at nine now you got to oh, do it for free wow. and, and who knows what you're even going to you know but it's not just happening in media it's happening everywhere yeah you know uh, i i was a musician and i got out of high school and that's what i that's how i wanted to make my living and mm-hmm. and that was at a time when that went from something that was an attainable goal for everybody but the exceptionally lucky to something that wasn't you know there's a lot of people that were in that in that boat and you're seeing it now in restaurants too right like it's just getting harder and harder for all of us it doesn't matter what we're doing ladies and gentlemen we do apologize for depressing you over the last uh, several minutes so uh in lieu of me having to go on a whole happy rant uh let's just hear a little bit of music this is of course the joe biagini song It's been a long time since we heard it. Joe be a genius, knock off the spring training, a rule five pickup, keep him a trade-in. Some say he's crazy, he's just finger-painting, he doesn't like Twitter, but he's a big hugger. He went to see Fallon, didn't get a high-five. Paul be a genie. Be a genie, starting again. 
Joe Biagini, it is always a pleasure to talk to you. And uh, we have not spoke for, for quite a while. And how, how has life been for Joe uh, during the COVID time? Well, thank you for having me. I'm honored to finally be out of the park. I am uh, used to being in the park. So it's nice to... Um, uh, it's been all right. Um, surviving, making arguably good choices. Um, it's, uh, you know, just, um, it's, yeah, I mean, it's definitely been a weird time. I'm fortunate to, uh, you know, not be someone, even though my season and, you know, baseball career was somewhat affected um you know by last year i'm lucky to be you know in a position where it's not really um you know life or death for me so that's been nice um can't say the same for everybody which is just part of the reason why this is such a crazy time right now but um yeah i don't know i've been just doing a lot of you know, walking. Well, you do look, you look like you've, you've gotten yourself in really good shape. You look like you've lost weight. Am I, uh, am I ignoring it, imagining this or is this true? Um, I think it's the filter that I have on my screen. <laughs> I put the, uh, the, yeah, drop in the pounds, uh, filter on there. Don't be modest. You know, I've been working out, um, not much else to do. Um, and uh, I don't know if I've lost, I may have lost a little bit, but I wasn't, I was never like, that's never the, the goal um, necessarily. It's more just like, you know, what kind of shape you want to be in. If that comes with weight gain or weight loss, then that's okay. Um, I, um, I haven't had my uh, fruit yet today, so I'm going to have some uh, mandarins, um, mm. which I'm sure you'll be enjoying, me enjoying. Um but uh, yeah, I don't know. We're just trying to get ready for the season um, or just like being in general shape, you know, for any emergency that happens. Um, if I, you know, need to, I don't know, protect someone or go on one of those like video game, you know, secret missions where you have to like accomplish a task, something like that breaks out at any moment. I need to be uh, ready for that make sure that my avatar has, you know, good uh, skills and um, things in his backpack. I was watching my friend play video games. I think that's why. <laughs> but um, yeah, no, I, I, I've been all right. Um, yeah, it's definitely been a weird year. Um, but I'm, yeah, just surviving. I'm, uh, I've been at usually... I come home for like the holidays and I usually stay for uh, a few weeks until um, I'm ready to leave for the season. So I'm like back in my old room in my childhood home. As you can see, there's a, um, this was supposed to be painted a while ago and we never got around to it. Now I just kind of like. Where's all your posters? I thought you'd have posters all over your wall. I used to actually, there's, um, there is a, a, like a blank space um, let's see if I can show this to you. I don't know if you can see that, but there's like a, 
spot right there. Yeah. That was a poster that used to be there that I took down. Um, and uh, it was uh, something like, you know, attitude inspires altitude or something like that. Attitude determines your altitude. Classic. Um, I think it had the space shuttle on it, which was important um, for me to be reminded of every day when I came home and cried. So, uh, yeah, um, it's nice. Got some trinkets. Um, I have a couple of Blue Jays things, I think. I have, um, I don't know if you can see, I, have a, I still have a coconut with my face on it. Oh my God, where'd you get that? I made it. <laughs> and it was unbelievable because I looked at this coconut and I was like, this coconut, on, I ha it has my face on it. So I picked it and I, I brought it home. Um, or also maybe got it at some like um, gala, gala. I call it a gala. Everybody makes fun of me. Either either is fine. I looked it up on Google, the Google machine. And they said gala. And so I was like, I'm vindicated. You know what, Joe? It's e it's either either. It's either. I Yeah, I don't know. Okay. Sure. Anyway. Um, Tom, I think, has got a question for you. He's been sitting very patiently. Yes, Tom, please. First of all, Tom. There's... Yeah, I got to unmute your, your microphone there, Tom. He's been hey, super there we go. quiet this talk. whole time, but didn't even need... I, I've been talking this whole time, Joe. I've been trying to get in question after question, and oh, it's been so frustrating. So I, I, I really, really am enjoying the wall, uh, the, the spot where the poster used to be. It almost brought me to tears, Joe. Um, Thank you. Yeah. But I, I, hate to change, I hate to change the subject, but I do want to throw some uh, baseball question at you because we're, we're heading into a, a season for the second year in a row unlike any, any other. And uh, I just would love to hear a little bit about your process, like how you're feeling going into the season, what your plan is, uh, how it is getting ready as a free agent. Yes. Um, <clears throat> do you guys mind the sunlight or should I like put something up? No. Vitamin B12, it's good for all of us. That is true. Actually, yeah, I have, um, have some vitamin D right there. Vitamin D. I said vitamin B, but it's vitamin D. You know, either way. Just yeah. eat them all. It's one of the one of. The, I think there's some vitamin in, in this uh, uh, clementine as well, mandarin, whatever they are. <clears throat> anyway, the question. Yes. Could you please remute yourself? I feel much more comfortable. Here, I'll tell you what. I'll just put my hand. Okay. Put your mask on. I don't want to see the lips moving. Um. Yeah. So, uh, if I remember, it was so long ago. Your question. Um. The just getting ready for this season in general, correct? Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, again, uh, as baseball players, I always kind of said, this is really bothering me. That's okay. Um, we're always have gotten used to uncertainty and, um, you know, kind of just finding that, you know, our career is always going to like, just lead to certain twists and turns and things that, you know, we can't really account for or, or predict or whatever. So there's a lot of that um, the last couple of years or last year and this year. And, um, you know, right now we're kind of just getting ready for anything like we kind of did last year. Actually last year was tough because for me, you know, I was 
throwing and staying in shape, but I actually developed a shoulder um, flare up of like inflammation um, after the reset of the uh, the spring training and the, and the season started right at the beginning of the season, which was really frustrating, but it happened to a few people, um, you know, and you can prepare your arm and body and, and do all the right things as much as you can. But sometimes it just, you know, it's like, I don't know, I regret not doing whatever I didn't do or, or doing whatever I did to cause that. But sometimes it might just be, Hey, you just had to ramp up quickly. It was that certain time of year. It was just a weird thing. So, you know, you can't beat yourself up t too much over it and just say, hey, that's, you know, what happened. And that was unfortunate, but I'm lucky to get an op another opportunity this year. And so, you know, that's kind of the, the thing is like, I don't know, times like these, as they say, um, it really reminds you to be grateful for, you know, everything that you have and all the opportunities you are going to get. And, um, the chance to play major league baseball is incredible. And, you know, and as much as it becomes like a job and stuff sometimes, and you, you know, you get in the rut of it, which happens to everybody. And I don't blame anybody, even if they have an incredible situation, like I do, um, it's still good to, you know, try to actively remind yourself of how great you have it. And so that mindset is kind of, something I'm trying to keep as I go into this next season, um, just kind of preparing like business as usual and, and uh, hoping that everything kind of works out, whether we'll have fans or not. And, you know, and, and, you know, there's a lot of sensitive topics going around about the, the, the pandemic and how to handle that and stuff. And I understand that. Um, and so just kind of preparing like normal, trying to get in good shape, trying to, you know, just be ready for whatever happens. And hopefully it's like as close to normal as possible. I feel like I'm two faced right now. We're slowly uh, <laughs> creeping in. Are those trophies on your dresser behind you? I think, um, let's see, you know, I don't have a lot of trophies. Your mom, does your mom have them all? She may have them. She has like a, a little shrine of, what little I do have, um, I think it's up in the uh, living room. It's funny because I, um, it's it's supposed to be like a um, a thing for both me and my sister, but um, my thing is so big that it just kind of like overpowers everything that uh, <laughs> my sister has. So my so I, I was part of the. Um, of a no hitter with Houston. I remember that. Yeah. And so they sent me this big, um, like scorecard and a ball and a picture and like some notes on it or whatever. And it's this big box. And so it was like my sister's side. And then my side was this big giant thing, <laughs> which is the way it should be. Um, but up there, there's, um, there's just some like old, uh, I have a nutcracker as you do, um, you know, in case any nuts, come flying at you. Don't take that mm -hmm. the wrong way. Um, picture of my family, um, some old baseballs. I have a baseball from Cuba, baseball from Mexico, a World Series ball, um, 
some like little trinkets from friends who went to somebody went to Costa Rica. I went, somebody else went, you know, and sent me some stuff, which is kind of cool. I have a couple lineup cards, some golf balls that are special. Um, here's one trophy that I have. Like I haven't looked at this. I'll just West Side Little League, major nice. major Cardinals. So I was on the Cardinals apparently. I remember definitely. Um, Look at that. And that's me. Um, Hang on, I thought you were a left-handed hitter. There's my butt. Um, <laughs> I did the elbow. Got the elbow out. Yeah. It looks like painful on the neck. Just very. Um, anyway, so, oops. Joe, when you're playing at that young age, I mean, every kid that plays baseball has dreams of making it to the major leagues, right? You have that, oh, maybe one day I'll be a major leaguer. But in the, you know, you you realize, at least the majority of us realize that that's, that's never going to happen. That's just a dream. It happened to you. Do you remember the first time that it, it, it kind of hit you that you really do have a legitimate chance to be a major leaguer? That's a pretty serious question for you. So I'll, I'll give you time to process and thank you for reminding me of that i have um <clears throat> the first time did you say when i realized it or when i like when what? it be, when it went from being that childhood dream to this actually could could happen um <clears throat> i think maybe like two years into my major league career <laughs> oh come on <laughs> no i mean in a way it's kind of like you know you're always comparing yourself to like the next rung right above you. You know, you're always like motivated to keep working and, and um, someone like me, I'm never like satisfied with, and not in a necessarily a good way. I think a partially a good way, but just like with like where I'm at and I'm trying to get better and all this stuff. And so that mindset has its positives and negatives, but um, I always, remember kind of thinking like when I first got to Toronto, the first season was such a whirlwind because you're just like thrown into the fire and you're just kind of going, just, you know, how do I survive this, make something out of it? You know, everything's happening so fast. You're just, you're learning about stuff, you know, these um, crazy fans are making signs for you and things like that as they should. I'm very sign worthy um, as my mom always tells me, but um you know, I um, <clears throat> I think like in that year, I remember thinking like my goal is to just try to establish myself. And uh, hi, Jody. It's nice to see that you have questions. Um, I can't <laughs> wait. They're probably better than these questions. Um, but uh, <clears throat> I, yeah, I, I mean, it was kind of like, in a way, there's some truth to that where it was like, you know, this is kind of hard to believe and kind of crazy. And I'm just kind of trying to get through it, trying to help the team be better. Um, and, you know, we'll kind of debrief from this when it all, you know, settles down after a few months. And um, so in a way, it was kind of like, you know, immediately the next goal is to, you know, try to establish yourself a little bit and not, um, you know, just kind of get a taste of it. And, 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 and the, the other reason why I say that is because, um, I didn't know how likely it was that I was, you know, how, how realistic of a shot I was getting with Toronto, because that all happened 
kind of um it wasn't like a, a long build up and it's like this is going to happen and, and just prepare for this it was kind of like oh you got rule five and now you're going to this team and now you're like yeah you're going to go to major league camp for the first time and you may you know get a chance to play a little bit and see what happens and you know if you get a chance try to step you know of course you couldn't make the team and that was the goal but it was like i don't know let's um just make sure we take advantage of this experience either it's going to be a fun experience or it's going to be an opportunity to show other teams you know what you can do or yeah it's a chance to make the team and then you know i wasn't wasn't sure up until you know the last minute um you know what was going to happen so i honestly like never was very good at baseball um when i was younger uh i you know didn't have good mechanics i didn't have a good natural arm i wasn't really strong or coordinated or i was kind of a late bloomer um it's arguable whether that blooming has happened yet but um it's uh one of those things where I always was kind of in that situation where I was like, you know, I'm just kind of trying to work on it. I'm trying to get better, see what happens. And so honestly, I didn't know <clears throat> how realistic of a, of a chance it was up until that point, you know, up until making the team really. Um, Cause I was like, you know, in the minor leagues, I didn't know where I was stood on the like, prospect list and you know or whatever and I never was high up on any of those kinds of lists and just slowly kind of you know inched towards it I guess but it you know when it's a slow change like if you're you know trying to lose weight or you're trying to you know gain a skill or do something like that and it's a long process you don't it's hard to see the improvement when it's day you know day to day um, so it's kind of like that it wasn't ever like a big moment where it was like oh you know I'm in, you know, kind of, or I'm, that's where I'm going. So it was always the goal, but yeah, just kind of like, I don't know if I ever really had one moment. I guess I could have just said that and been done, but I'm trying to, you know, avoid future questions. Well, I'd love to go, you know, sort of similarly, you know, there might not have been one moment where you felt that you made it, but talking about, you know, going from being that late bloomer, going from that person that didn't have necessarily the, the skill set when you first started out that was apparent to, being successful on the highest stage. Um, if you had to, if you had to guess, what is there something about you? Was it something physically? Was it something mechanically? Or was it something mentally that changed that that took you from that late bloomer to that pinnacle of success? Um, uh, you know, it's a good, it's a great question, but I'm gonna pass. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, um, I think. I think one of the things was the long kind of journey of working on my uh, my pitching mechanics, my pitching motion, kind of um, kind of hit at the right time, um, which I always wanted it to be there. But the fact that it kind of was not ever perfect, but it was good enough at that moment. Um, you know, that I continued to make those improvements and, and uh, the moment where it was when I got the opportunity was kind of right. And, you know, I don't know what you guys think about, you know, 
higher power and beings and spiritual things like that. I believe in God and I believe that there was a reason I was put in that situation because just looking back on my journey, I was like, I just can't believe there, you know, it's just crazy how it happened. That's not the strongest piece of evidence, but it's like, it's just a really interesting thing to think. Like it just, I got this sense, like I'm here for a reason. Um, and maybe it's to become best friends with Victoria. Um, but <laughs> I think another thing um, was that I really, um, I remember being in that spring training or even going into that first spring training in 2016. And um, I remember thinking like, I had a couple experiences in the past, in the past years where I had a, a, a stretch of time where I was really engaged and, and active with kind of an attitude, um, a attitude that is aggressive, that is confident, you know, that is like um, just kind of a, almost like becoming like a different character or like a persona um, when you're out, uh, when you're in the park instead of being out of the park. Um, and uh, I remember kind of thinking like, I think I need to construct something like that to really give myself a chance to be the most aggressive and confident I can be because it's like, I have nothing to lose in this opportunity. You know, I'm already incredibly blessed, um, pound sign hashtag, but, um, but I, I do believe that, you know, I'm in this, this, moment where it's like I have a chance to see something really incredible um, at least in my opinion and uh, I had a couple experiences in the past um, in the minor leagues or even in college I played in the Cape Cod League and uh, I had the similar thing and I had this at one of the levels of the minor leagues where I was really focused on my attitude and focused on really actively kind of bringing that out of myself and I didn't naturally do that. As you guys know, I'm a very, you know, kind of just, I like to analyze and observe and come up with things and talk like this and, you know, and just kind of whatever. So it wasn't a natural um, way of being for me. And so I remember thinking like, it's gonna be really important for me to, you know, understand myself and then apply something to myself that is appropriate to take advantage of the opportunity. So I don't know if that makes sense, but basically I'm a pretty like risk averse person and we're getting into some stuff here. So I don't know if this is, this is what I should tell my therapist instead of you guys, but um, I'm really um, always trying to make sure that I'm not risking anything or not giving myself a chance to fail. But the funny thing is, and the thing that I've, been learning over the last bunch of years is like if you're playing a sport that's difficult at the highest level against the best in the world you know you are going to have to take on some risk you're going to have to accept that and I think my effort in the past or at times to try to prevent myself from accepting any risk was actually making guaranteeing that I was only going to fail because it was going to make me not be able to kind of compete as best that I can and be freedom, have freedom, uh, have confidence and just kind of be free to go out there and be aggressive and attack and just kind of like 
you know, who cares what happens because I'm going to be okay either way. Um, and that mindset is kind of what I kind of, I just implemented that first spring training in through that year. And, um, you know, I've kind of been battling that through the ups and downs ever since and to varying degrees, but that was a really big uh, piece of my success that first season for helping me make the team and then helping me to be a, you know, productive member of the team, um, especially having no major league experience before that. It just, you know, it shows how powerful the mind is. And I believe that God was a part of it, but, you know, whether or not you believe in that, um, that was like a huge um, learning experience for me. And I think people, you know, can, you know, use that information, use that self-discovery that I had and apply it to themselves if they're kind of struggling with the same thing, because it really worked for me just showing how powerful the mind is and just going, you know what, just own it. Just go dive into the pressure situation. Just be in it and just live in it. And when you do that, you not only you gain confidence by having success in it, but even if you fail, you realize I can handle it. I'm fine. It's either way, it's going to be okay. Especially in a sport where you're getting paid tons of money, or at least some guys are. I am relative to the rest of the world as well. It's like you, you're going to be okay no matter what. And that kind of freedom of, of, of belief, the belief in that has given me a lot of um, confidence and, and just like just releases my worry and just says, just go attack and just who cares, you know? So that mindset I developed then was, I think, a big part of it. Well, I'll tell you what, Joe, uh, professional athletes come and go, right? They're there, people love them, and then they fade away and nobody thinks about them again. They're always there. The, they're, always, well, they're always in here. Well, there's my point, Joe. Then there are those that are not just good athletes, but they're good human beings. And mm. you met one of those ones. <laughs> you didn't spend a ton of time in Toronto. However, the time you did spend here, you made a huge impact on the city, on your teammates, on the fans. And we invited four lucky ones to join us today. And we have some questions from some of them. So what I'm going to do is we're going to invite them all in so they can all come and see. <laughs> Jody, I know you have you have a question. So why don't you uh, ask the first question for Joe? Hi, Joe. Hello. <laughs> this Who's is next Keith. to you? Hey, this is Keith with me, um, a little leaguer. Um, All right. We wanted to know um, if you remember how old you were when you knew you wanted to be a pitcher as opposed to anything else as a baseball player. Mm, that's a good question. Um, you know, it's arguable whether I still want to be, you know, because of the way my arm feels after I throw. But um, I, I have a funny story about that that might be a little, get into a little weird thing. Um, my dad was a pitcher. Uh, he played in the minor leagues with the uh, San Francisco Giants for a few years. He played in Italy and actually played in Canada a little bit and, um, and uh, went to a good uh, college, University of Miami. So he had a lot of experience pitching and uh and playing baseball and and so um he always just naturally kind of you know had that knowledge and had that expertise and a little bit and knew 
you know, that I was going to be tall and I was going to, you know, maybe be able to do it. So it kind of, um, it kind of uh, just kind of filtered that way for me from the beginning. And I always wanted to be a hitter. And I think the easiest um, way that I decided to become a pitcher was seeing how bad my hitting was. Um, so that kind of made that process easy. Um, another thing was that, um, <clears throat> I'll actually show you. I have, see, this is the inside stuff that you don't get anywhere else. Okay. So, whoops. So, um, one, uh, one, so this picture is, let's see. So my, if you can see it, can you see it very well? Yes. Mm -hmm. So that's my dad. That's my sister. That's me. Uh, I don't know how old I was. That's our dog, Sandy. Yeah. Push, push the picture up just a little closer so we can see. Okay. There you go. So this is my friend. <clears throat> and my friend and I were driving with my dad one day in the car uh, when we were around this age. And um, he, my dad asked us because he kind of knew, you know, we both liked, we were playing baseball and, um, and he asked my friend and me, uh, he was like, what do you guys want to do when you grow up? And my friend said, I want to be a major league pitcher. And, and then he asked me, what do you, what do you want to do when you grow up? And I said, I want to want to be a major league pitcher. <laughs> so it was kind of this weird, like I was already on that weird track of like subverting my own consciousness and just kind of all this weird crazy stuff um so it was always kind of a, a journey for me to kind of come to grips with like what does this mean to me you know what is what do i want to do why you know why do i want to do it and um it was always kind of interesting to get to that point where it was like i want to do this and then as i've gone over the years, I've like kind of really discovered like why, what are the real reasons why I wanted to do this and why did I work so hard? And, um, but I would say, honestly, like in a more simplified way, I would say I've kind of, I think I would have always, if I thought about it, like wanted to be that position of pitcher was probably always the just the natural thing that I most wanted to do. So it was, it was weird. It was kind of like discovering that I do want to, as I've always kind of known <laughs> that I did want to. So, yeah. And, and just the other thing, I don't know. I, I, I really always enjoyed, you know, being able to throw the ball, see it move different ways. Um, I always liked, you know, just kind of that, I don't know that little thing between the pitcher and the catcher, the little connection there, and you're kind of on a team trying to get the hitter out. And, um, and so that little simple kind of part of the game is, is what I really enjoyed. I like the repetitiveness of it. I like getting the ball back and throwing another pitch and kind of working through the count and all that stuff. So for some reason, I, I tried playing other positions and, you know, obviously not being, you know, extremely, like quick or <laughs> even athletic um i wasn't able to do those other positions well so i think it was lucky it kind of worked out where i was able to do the thing that i always kind of seemed to enjoy the most and i feel like that happens a lot with people 
is like for some reason you're just drawn to this one thing and you just because of that you just think in those terms and it just leads you into that so yeah just for some having some weird you know neurotic like focus on this one thing just made me work hard enough at it and for some reason i'm here talking to you jody that was a fantastic question and was uh, the best question that i've heard so far today yes yeah uh, and and you were right that it was going to be great uh victoria we've got victoria's video back and victoria say hello to joe and uh ask away say hello to your little friend i'm on the other screen where are we going here there she is there's there's yeah. the hair hello <laughs> Hi. Hi. Um, <laughs> uh, so my question, um, I guess, is when you retire, um, how would you like your baseball career to be remembered? Wow. Another good question. Um, yes. Let me see. Bef as I think about that question, I'm going to do something else, which is... Um, let's see if I can... What is he doing? What do you think he's doing? What is he doing? You never know what she's doing back there. Look at this. Do you recognize this? Oh In my, my gosh. closet. It's the book you made for me. With all of the memories. She's muted, so I can't hear her like... Hang on. At laughter and responses. I have this, and I show this. Oh, here we go. Here we go. You can hear her now. Victoria, if you'd like to speak again. This is the one. This is the anxious That's the one right there. <laughs> that is oh. it. For, I have for a confession. Your, for your viewing Maybe. pleasure. Yes. My Sorry, say that again. Oh, we, we lost you there. Say that again. Uh, I said that I had a confession, and then my mom actually made all of the pages with me on it um, because I was too busy binding the book to make my own okay. pages. Sure she did. Sure she did. Well, I believe you. I, I believe you. Um, look at this. I mean, this is like this. I show all my friends this. Um, this is look at let's see some of these. Look at these signs. I mean, this is like this is legit stuff right here. That's awesome, Victoria. What what was it about Joe that first turned you into? such a big fan of his and I mean we all know we see it on all the great signs you've made over time and you know what what was it I mean of course the good looks and the beard and all but what was it about Joe good question it was yeah, it was the pants obviously the pants were just a good look who knew good pair of ball pants right the London look <laughs> um yeah I uh I think that I mean I would say that was a big uh, piece. I gotta put something back on my chair that almost fell over earlier. Um, yeah, the pants, I always tried to make the pants look good. Um, whether or not I did that, I don't know. But um, yeah, I mean, that's one of the things I would like to be remembered for. Um, just waist down, just who cares about the top part. Um, but yeah. Um, yeah, to answer your question, uh, you know, I would like uh, to be remembered um, similarly to how this um, was put together. 
so beautifully. And, uh, you know, baseball and, and, and baseball players and people in the public eye, not that I'm the most, you know, famous one ever, but, um, but, you know, they're just people just like regular people. And, and they're, and I'm not trying to say like, Oh, how relatable I am or whatever, but more so it's interesting even for me to kind of be in this position or have been. And, and then I still look at other athletes or other, you know, people or, or I look at celebrities or different people like that. And I tend to, I'm, I'm tempted to think like, you know, they're, they're living a different life. They're living in a different world than I am. And really, you know, it's interesting that I'm just like growing up as a person and living life and trying to make good choices and trying to do the right things and trying to capture my opportunities that I've been given and take advantage of the advantages I've been given just like anybody else. And, you know, I'm growing and learning and failing and maturing and, um, you know, experiencing all of these things and along with everybody. And that's, you know, why I appreciate the fans and people like Victoria so much. And like, it's like such a cool thing to be, to be a part of and to like think, Hey, I was part of the reason why some people got some, you know, entertainment enjoyment out of an experience. Um, you know, maybe there's some people that <laughs> did not get uh, some enjoyment out of my um, experience. But I think as I've learned and grown, like I'm still learning things, I'm still trying to become a better person and I still have faults and things and not that we need to get in too deeply into that, but it's just that like, I'm, I really would be glad to just have brought some, you know, lightness, some, some joyful moments, some fun, you know, kind of funny, quirky, weird things to people that, that people get a kick out of. Um, if people can, you know, look back and remember, you know, my career and just say, that was kind of funny, you know, or that was interesting, or that gave me, you know, made me smile or laugh or, or just, you know, enjoyed being a part of it, um, you know, whether it be a fan or, or, you know, just one of my teammates or something like that. I, I hope that that's how people feel. Um, and I hope that there aren't too many things that are like, yeah, that guy was annoying or that guy was, you know, he was rude or he was this or that, which I'm sure I have been in my life at some point. And, uh, you know, I feel bad about that and I wish that I wasn't, but I also understand that it's part of learning and growing and, and, um, you know, trying to improve and, be a real person and so like being a real person put into this environment where you know lots of people are looking at you and you're kind of performing this thing and on a stage and is like such an interesting thing that I you know never thought I would I mean I dreamed about it but I never really thought about what it would be like if I actually got to that point and was doing that um so fans like you guys you know that's really in the opposite way, like when I look back on my career is going to be one of the things that I really enjoy um, about this experience is being like, you know, people kind of came along with me in like a sometimes weird, sometimes not even really that weird way, you know, and just kind of like part of the experience together. So, um, 
you know, I enjoy moments like this and I hope that moments like this put together as a whole is, is what people will enjoy, you know, um, thinking back on, you know, the different experiences that I personally had that then were kind of expanded out to all the people around me and all the people that happen to have an interest for whatever crazy reason. You'll have to ask Victoria why, but um, I don't know if that answered your question, but I think that's kind of how I would like it to be remembered. Just kind of a fond, like, yeah, that was, that was funny. <laughs> what the dog? You have another fan, Joe. The dog showed up. Dog. Oh my gosh. What's the dog's yeah. name? Hang on. I have to unmute her there. Oh, there we go. Jody, what's the dog's name? She is Luna. Luna. And that I mean, it traded teeth sun. for Colleen. <laughs> Oh, no, it doesn't. <laughs> there you go. Hi. For Luna, I'm going to eat another uh, Mandarin. I don't know which one, though. Okay, while you do that, uh, the next question comes from Fiona. The name that you loved right away now, is that because uh, you were a big fan of Shrek, Joe? <laughs> I mean, I've been called Shrek, so I it's only natural um, <laughs> to be, uh, you know, to have a familiarity with that. So, hi, Fiona. Hi, Joe. How are you? I'm well. I'm just enjoying my uh, fruit. Um, and uh, it is about to be consumed as you ask your question. I was just wondering which of your teammates from Toronto became friends of yours. And media members, too. Uh, yeah, no, no media members. Um, they tried to be, but actually not all of them tried to be. I'm still not sure how Hazel May feels about me, but you know, it's a bittersweet. Uh, um, I, yeah, I, I have um, a few people that I stayed uh, more connected with. Um, uh, early on, Gavin Floyd, um, if you remember him, mm -hmm. um, he was a really good like mentor type for me. Um, he laughed at most of my jokes, um, not all of them, sadly. Um, but yeah, he kind of took me under his wing a little bit and showed me around and kind of told me how to be a major league player and um, told me how to wear my pants and um, gave me finger painting tutorials and all that. Um, he was a really good guy, really nice guy, hardworking, good example. So uh, he's another guy you should look back on his career fondly um, as well. Um, another guy I stayed uh, kind of connected with was Jason Grilly. Um, fun personality um you know uh, also really good play i mean all these guys are really good players um but had a really good long career and a lot of success um and just kind of a real fun bullpen guy and good bullpen leader um there, i'm probably going to forget a few but um i still sometimes hear from uh troy tulowitzki which is cool i mean such a big star and you know reaches still reaches out and um that's kind of fun um and I enjoyed playing with him. Um, a few other guys, Aaron Sanchez, uh, always really nice guy, great competitor, um, fun to play with him. Um, I hear from him a, a little bit too. One of my best uh, friends from my time with the Blue Jays was Danny Barnes. Um, so I definitely still talk to him, see him sometimes. Um, Matt Dermody as well. Um, he was actually just with the Cubs, but now I think he – I don't know if this is good to say yet or not, but I think he's going to Japan um, to play um, probably because I signed and then he's like, I'm out of here. But uh, let me see. 
there's a, definitely a few other guys. Uh, Jonathan Davis, um, Rowdy. I'm sure there's a few other guys. I'll probably think of them. But yeah, hey, Danny hey. Barnes was kind of my. You mentioned Japan. Is is this breaking news? You're playing in Japan this year? No, no, no. He he is. Oh, okay. I thought you were going to. I thought you had. I thought you had a scoop for us, Joe. Uh, Matt Germany. There we go. Um, there you. Go. I mean, that was kind of a scoop. But no, I. I um, yeah. Sorry, I meant I signed. Well, I don't know. This is official. I don't know if it's. I think it's official. I signed with the Cubs, Chicago Cubs. What? Congratulations. Congrats. Another blue team. Which is uh, yes. what I what I of course want. I'm just gonna see hey, if I can use my pants to uh, from Toronto t- on the team just to make sure for Victoria's sake. But um, and once again, you and you and Mutinori Kawasaki end up just missing each other. There you go. Um, I think it's. I think. I, I hope I didn't say anything I wasn't supposed to say. It's not like it's like big news or anything. This isn't airing for another week and a half, so I think we're good. It's been on. <laughs> that's true. No, 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 it's been on the internet. I think. I don't know. Anyway, it's fine. It's that's what's happening. So, uh, <laughs> let's do it over, and I'll I'll make a big lead up to it. But anyway, I thought maybe that was already. I don't know if you guys would have done your research. Maybe <laughs> you you come up as a free agent still. What's that? You came up as a free agent still. Oh really? Okay. Yep. Well, on the Google maybe, machine. Maybe maybe it wasn't. Maybe it was just like, you know, this guy is reported to have signed, but hasn't like been official yet or something. I don't know. Okay, there we go. She knows. She's on it. She knows what she's doing. There anyway, we go. Fiona, I hope that answered your question. Um, Wikipedia, Tom. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, All right. I do. I really like think fondly. Another good one is the um, chaplain, Matt Bowler. Um, I don't know. You know, uh, he's a good guy as well that I um, stayed connected with. Um, and I really like enjoyed my time in Toronto. Like I like the city. Um, I even say Toronto now instead of Toronto. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, it was a really, like, a really cool place. Uh, felt like home, obviously the fans, um, most of them were very nice and uh, no, they're all very nice of course. Of course. But yeah, it was like, it was such a great experience. And, you know, I think that, the, the time there helped um, almost four years, but I really enjoyed it. And like, I was happy to be considered someone that should be traded or, you know, because they're, they're like, Oh, you're an asset, you're valuable, whatever. But, you know, it was a little bit sad to leave. Um, but I have my, I have my memories book. So, I mean, who cares what happens to me now? You know, I can just, anyway. Joe, one of the cool things about playing for the Toronto Blue Jays is that you're you know, not just playing for a city, you're playing for a country. But not only are you playing for Canada, but the Blue Jays have a ton of fans in the UK. And one of them is with us right now, David, who uh, joins us from all the way over. What time is it right now where you are, David? It's just after 10, 10 at night. Okay, so it's not too bad. See that, Joey stayed up. He stayed up that late for you. Wow. Well, thank you. Sorry for... Uh... The beginning of this uh, process, I just finished throwing and I had to get my fruit. Um, but I appreciate you staying up for me. Um, this is this is wonderful. Had had I known you were here, I would have just called you and we could have talked. Yeah, that'd have been fine. That'd have been fine. 
I didn't really stay up though. I've got a one year old, so this is the only time I get peace. Oh my god! Oh, well, there you go. The the problem is, is I act like a baby a lot of times. So I'm sorry if this is not as much of a break as you would have liked. That's funny. Joe, if you don't speak Scottish, I can definitely help translate for you. Okay. I'm, I'm actually. Thank you. Yes. I'm consciously trying to speak more clearly here. <laughs> I've dumbed down my accent so that's a wee bit understandable. It is very clear. And Good. I remember watching a um, clip from the Graham Norton show about, I think it was like Lily Tomlin. And I can't remember the the Scottish comedian's name, but he had a pretty, or Irish, or I think he had like a pretty um, heavy accent and she couldn't understand him at all. And it was kind of funny. Billy Connolly, maybe? Hmm? Billy Connolly? Definitely sounds like the right type of name. That might be it. <laughs> He's a pretty popular comedian over there. I, I, that might, you know. Anyway, I, um, but yeah, Barry, please don't interrupt anymore. Um, I would appreciate it. So I'd just like to ask if it's okay. You, you mentioned your faith a couple of times there during the interview. Um, as I imagine like a major league ball club must be quite a sort of like macho place. Is that something you find hard to kind of represent your faith while fitting in there? Um, that's a good question. Um, you know, I, I, I do have a lot of swag, as you know, um, just kidding, um, maybe, um, there is, there's, you know, it's funny, I'll say that, like, when you're in the minor leagues, it's kind of a culture shock thing, because you are, you know, like, thrown together with a bunch of other people from all different places of in the world, and, you know, not only areas of like the United States and Canada, but um, Central America and South America, you know, and all this stuff, like it's such an interesting experience because you're just all of a sudden at the beginning of the season, you're just thrown together. And, and it's like, we got people from New York and from California, from Texas, from the South, from Mexico, from Dominican, Cuba, you know, all this stuff. And, uh, it's, I mean, and like, even like some Canadians, which, you know, are obviously the weirdest ones. Um, and, uh, I think besides Californians, obviously, um, but I think, um, it's, it's definitely a place that is, it's like a really interesting little world. You are, you have like, it's funny. I don't know. I've always kind of described it as like, you're like in the clubhouse and you're the, you're in this own little world and it's kind of a private thing. And, um, especially when the annoying media isn't around like Barry. Gosh. Um, and it's like, you're in this little bubble with the people and all of the things that you're, you know, kind of figuring out all the dynamics, all of the interpersonal relationships. Um, and then, you like walk down the tunnel and you walk out into the field and it's all bright and there's a bunch of fans and it's like, you're back out into this other world, you know? And it's like, there's this, I don't know, kind of like a symbolic difference of those two places. And so, you know, in the clubhouse, you know, it's like, there's a lot of like, you know, what happens in here stays in here, which is, you know, good and bad, I guess, <laughs> uh, for different reasons. But um, it's kind of a, interesting structure because you have all those different personalities 
by the time you get to the major leagues, it's like, you know, guys have been in it for a while. So they kind of understand that dynamic a little more. And it's maybe a little more refined, but not necessarily. Um, in my experience, I've found that people are pretty respectful. They know how hard it is, you know, especially the higher levels into the major leagues. Like they know how hard it is to get there. They know everybody kind of has a different way of doing things. You know, there's some core similarities. There's some, there's some differences. (laughs) Um, And so there is kind of a level of respect. There is kind of that level of understanding of, of other people and, and, you know, what they're about and what they need to do. There is some of the, yeah, the, the, the ego and the, you know, and, and there's all sorts of stuff that just like normal people, you know, even though these guys are really talented and really good at handling, you know, performing under pressure and stuff, there's still, you know, a lot of difficult life things that are brought into the equation. And like, especially when you are under pressure and when you have the media and the fans in your career and your chance to, to capitalize on that and your performance and your health and you're tired and you're jet lagged and, you know, you're preparing for this next team and you haven't had an off day in a long time. And it's like a lot of kind of stuff, you know, that's kind of on you. It causes tension. It causes stress. Um, it causes difficulty to, you know, deal with those things. But I would say in my experience, you know, I, I, I don't know if I've done this to varying, <laughs> degrees of success or not you know just like with my own personality and my learning about myself and trying to be a good person I'm not always nailing it um, as probably comes as a huge surprise to you guys Um, but I've tried to like you know not be obnoxious about my beliefs or whatever I tried to be open and inviting people I and I and I try to just kind of not go overboard with that I haven't really met a lot of resistance, um, which I'm thankful for, um, you know, and again, not trying to be super like um, outward about all of the, that stuff. I mean, a lot of things are controversial nowadays. Um, being a Christian is can get a bad rap sometimes with, you know, the judgmental nature of it and the, and, you know, there's a lot of social issues that are actually, if you like really study like what, what it's about, you know, about considering everyone as equal and loving your neighbor and like, and trying to be a good person, trying to help others. You have this core like principle of faith that is specific, but you know, there's all these issues that get all twisted up. And so I can understand why you would ask that question because it's like, you know, there's a lot of stuff about human rights and, you know, LGBT issues and all sorts of things like that. And it's like, you know, I believe that we're called to consider everyone as worthy and loved and respected and like should not be pointing the finger at anybody, you know, saying like, oh, this is wrong and this is that. And, you know, it's like, even if you believe that, you have to understand that you're just as wrong as anyone else. Like, I'm just, I'm a sinner like anybody else. Um, and I think that's kind of where it comes from. So I think when you have that mindset, it kind of makes it a little easier to not only reach people, but just to have people understand where you're coming from so that you won't meet as much resistance, you know, when you're like going out there and saying like, well, I, you know, I think this is wrong and I think, you know, that's bad. And, 
you know, this and that. It's like, it just, it's not only doesn't really represent what truly at the foundation of what I believe is, but it also just pushes people away and it makes, you know, I don't know, it pits you against others. And that's the whole, not at all the point of, of, you know, what I believe in. And so I, again, sorry to like preach at everybody, but um, I, I try to kind of, I've had a, you know, hard time figuring out where my kind of niche is with that and how to, you know, just be honest without being like over the top. And, and I really would like people to, you know, who maybe some, some of you guys are on the same page. Maybe you're like, Oh, this guy's doesn't know what he's talking about. It's ridiculous, you know, kind of crazy stuff. Um, but really like when you look at what the core of that is, it's like, it's not ever going to be kind of judging someone or, um, you know, accusing someone of, of wrong or anything like that. So in a roundabout way, I think that is something that kind of has helped me to kind of, you know, exist in that way where I can like, you know, just be honest about what I think and what I believe. If I'm honest about what the core piece of it is, um, I don't think it's going to like, it shouldn't be causing too many issues. Um, so I don't know. I kind of got off on a little bit of a different track there, but, um, but yeah, I mean, I'll just try to say that in the clubhouse, there's, there's a lot of different personalities. And I think if you keep the mindset of like, just respect and, and try to understand where the other person comes from, it doesn't seem to be too big of an issue. But um, on the other hand, when I see the, you know, some guys wearing the chains and some guys, you know, with the rap music and all this stuff. And like, I like some of that too, but <laughs> because I'm so cool. Um, but it definitely is, it can be a really eclectic environment and something that can be intimidating for, uh, you know, anyone um, or someone like me, especially like stepping into that for the first time. So um, I don't know if that answered your question or just wasted a bunch of time, but anyway. Uh, you know what, Joe, as we uh, get ready to say goodbye, I think one thing that all of us here that are, are part of this right now can, can all agree to is the fact that you being genuine, you being you, uh, I think is why everyone here loves you because you are the real deal. And I know there are those that and we've all seen it on social media saying, you know, What's with the the shtick that he does or whatever? And I always say, no, there's no shtick. Joe is Joe. I mean, that's just who you are. And I think that's that's why everyone here uh, wanted to be a part of this today, Joe. And there were more, I will say, but we limited it to only to only four today because of our. This was our first time doing this, Joe, with everyone. Are these are these people like all of your relatives that you're like? Please just come on, make him feel like he's like actually yes, yes appreciated. Exactly. I was wondering, um, are there any uh, questions from the the guitars? I was just wondering because there's so many of those back there. Yes. Yeah, the pink one wants to know if you've got any rhythm. Well, that's. I mean, you should. <laughs> no. Uh, I you could you could play me a question and I could like dance to it with my pants. I think I have some in my closet. Um, no rhythm, rhythmic uh, uh, themes are not my strong suit okay how about movies i know you know you like your movies so we'll finish on this one best 
Will Ferrell movie and best comedy of the last, say, 10 years? Because they don't make comedies very often anymore. I know you like to laugh. 10 years. Yes. Man. Good question. Um, Best Will Ferrell movie. Oh, man. Um, I don't know. What What are some of his... Come on, you know them. My favorite's old school. Old school is very good, yeah. You've been told you're like the character in Elf, right? I have been, yes. Yeah. Um, which is a compliment. Um, I think um, I really liked, he had a small role in um, Wedding Crashers. I really enjoyed that movie. I don't know if that's within 10 years. I don't think old school is old school even within 10 years. Oh man, you know what? I think you're right. The other guys is pretty funny. Other guys is fantastic. Yeah. What's a more recent? You know what? Well, what about the one he did with? Uh, oh, they, and they did two parts to it, where he's got the family and the ex-husband comes back, right? Come on, help me, folks. Was that with Mark Wahlberg? That's right. That's right. That's right. Right. I'm not sure what that's called. Daddy's home, maybe. Daddy's home. That's the one. Yes. I'm just kidding. I knew that the whole time, but I pretended like I didn't. Right. Um, there's, yeah. I mean, I, I really appreciate him. I actually just watched an interview of him. Um, it's called like Off Camera with mm-hmm. uh, Sam. I think it's Sam Jones, maybe. I don't know. But it's on just like YouTube or whatever. And I really, I'm interested in, in um, you know, that kind of stuff. And so I watched that and he was pretty interesting um, just talking about his upbringing and Saturday Night Live uh, experience and and I just wanted to get an example of like what a like a legitimate podcast would be like um, so I um, <laughs> I watched that but um, all right get, how about instead of putting you on the spot for the best movie the last 10 years we're all sitting at home a lot right now with nothing else to do so we're all watching movies. So we want, like, if we walked into a blockbuster back when they existed and they had Joe's picks, what would be the first one that you would a- tell us that we should watch? That's good. Um, let's see. So comedies in the last 10 years. Hmm. Uh, oh. Um, yeah, we, we changed that, remember? I think, gosh, some good movies. I think I really like... The movie um, North by Northwest, Alfred Hitchcock. Um, yeah, that one was really funny. Yes. Are we talking funny or good? I thought you just said good movies. I don't know. Yeah, I think we just opened up the floor. What, Joe's Picks is what you said, Barry. Yeah. Yes. It's Joe's a wonderful. Picks. It's a That's wonderful right. life. Okay. Um, I really like uh, There Will Be Blood classic that sounds like something you'd like yeah feel good movie do you like any baseball movies not really no that bad no um i like i think my favorite baseball movie is a league of their own yeah i love that one yeah um cinderella man's a really good one boxing movie russell Mm -hmm. crowe i think um one of my favorite sports movies inspirational are we just i mean these people have to i mean gosh like I can keep talking about this, but like Dave, he's got to go to bed. Yes, I know. I know. We we are we are about to wrap up, but uh, you know, you know, we just thought Interstellar. Oh, good one, good one. All right, we're going to unmute everyone real quick, and we're going to allow everyone to to kind of united say goodbye. I mean, we could all hold we could all hold hands and sing. 
everyone to be unmuted. And then on the count of three, everyone say at the same time their most like heartfelt message to me. But say it like really loud and at the same exact time. Fiona, <laughs> I wanna just I just wanna hear it. Just just boom, just blare, just blaring. So that I can hear all of you, but none of you. That'd be great. Well, you gotta give them a countdown. Okay. Countdown from a hundred. Ninety-nine, ninety-eight, ninety-seven. No, I'm just kidding. Okay, one at a time if you want. I don't know if you even want to, but I like to hold everything at once. Let's do that. Your most your most yes, heartfelt ready. thanks Everybody. to Joe for an awesome conversation. I, I think we can all agree That's this right. was Joe, this was amazing. So thank you so much. Yeah, no yes. problem. And just the whoever says it the loudest, I will I will probably hear. So Okay, three, two, one. Thank you, Joe. Thank you. <laughs> Wasn't that perfect? Joe, stay well. Do well in Chicago. And we all look forward to seeing you in those uh, blue pinstripes. Fiona, Dave, Jody, Victoria, thank you so much for being a part of this. And uh, we'll hope we'll bring you guys back for, for future ones as well. So take care, everyone. Bye, everyone. Thanks so much. Uh, there he is, Joe Biagini. Uh, folks, if you would like to watch the entire conversation uh, between us and Joe and uh, a few of our insiders, you can become an insider by going to patreon.com slash out of the park and you can sign up for as little as three bucks US per month. You'll get to sit in on uh, each and every one of these conversations and you'll also be able to be the only ones to watch the full videos. Your votes have been tabulated. Time now for Barry's fair or foul poll results. Uh, there was the clearest consensus I think we've seen in Canada since COVID began. Well, thank God for that. Uh, yeah, I, as I said earlier in the show, Tom, uh, I am very thankful that Trevor Bauer is not a member of the Toronto Blue Jays. Uh, we are very thankful that Joe Biagini was a member of the Toronto Blue Jays at one point and joined us on the show today. And a reminder that we will be joined the following week by Scott Downs and a very emotional conversation between him and one of our OTP insiders. You will not want to miss that. Well, Thomas, uh, I want to tell you that it is an extreme pleasure to not have you come to my house. It's a pleasure for me as well. <laughs> you know I love you, right, Tom? And thanks to each and every one of you for making us a part of your week. You've been listening to Out of the Park with Barry Davis. Thanks for joining us. Get home safely and see you next time.